What's up, guys? Uh, it's Charlie and Ronan doing this week's podcast. So we're exactly a week uh, after the last one um, on This Is Why We Didn't Get Into Google. So we're going to touch on some of the highs and lows of the last week. Uh, and it's probably best. Uh, this is Ronan's first time on the podcast, so probably going to introduce himself for all he's worth. Hi, guys. So I'm the second developer that joined the team shortly after Josh. Uh, I know you've heard the story already about the lads slapping me with a shareholders agreement right <laughs> off the gate. From my perspective, Josh is a good friend of mine who's in my course. I ran into him in the lab one day, the computer lab in Trinity, and he goes, here, actually, I wanted to talk to you. And I go, okay, cool. And he was like, these two lads, they need this thing built. I think we should do it together. I was like, fantastic, Josh. If you're in, I'm in. I back you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let me just get your number there. All of a sudden, I get added to the group chat. And I get a message being like, here, Ronan, just uh, sign this before we meet, would you? And then I open it up, and it's like a 20-page shareholders agreement. And I'm like, Jesus, these lads are serious. Like, they're off the wall. So I send it to my dad and be like, here, dad, what do you think? And he's like, okay, I'll get my solicitor to take a look at it. His solicitor <laughs> takes a look at it, and is like... This what in the world is this? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, perennial spoofers. Like, like. like they were saying, it's like Ontario law, like the dates are wrong, everything was wrong. So I showed it to the meeting, it was just like, all right, lads, like, seems like a great idea, I'm on board, but I'm not going to sign this. Yeah, it was, uh, it was gas, but I think uh, I, was, I said the same thing with Josh, but we had met a fair few developers and uh, you just know straight away like people I think I've many times I've been asked how do you rally developers like how do you get a team together that like is and it's remarkably simple for us like we met a fair few developers like people like I don't know I shouldn't refer to them as just as old developers it's like animal but uh, developers are people too but but like they're (laughs) they're necessary for this sort of stuff and people always ask like oh how did you rally like so many or whatever so many good ones Uh, and we've literally cherry picked the best but it's from meeting people like I know Ronan's got like 81 in his exams, but if he had got 60, I'd still be like, or 50, I'd still be like, yeah, because it's his attitude. And I knew straight away with the same as Josh with Ronan that he was a bit of a, a, a freak, like in the best sense possible. We were saying like, if you're bringing someone on, it's like you kind of want to be a bit scared by them, especially in the developer sense, because it's just such an intense job. So yeah, we he was the second developer on board and is uh, rocking now. Uh, yeah okay so we left off last week they had the meeting with Ray Nolan where he gave them kind of uh, threw the ball up for like oh this is going to be class and they just kind of smashed it back down with like no you need to get users Um, and Josh and Brian were at that meeting and then recorded the podcast so I think it's kind of good to get the our sort of mindset with that meeting. Uh, Especially a week later when we've had time to... A week later, it's mulled it over. So a lot, a lot of what happens with those big meetings is that you come out of them and it's like a dagger in your stomach or it's like lifting your ego up so much. It's just impossible to not let that happen, so it does. Uh, and I think that took a big hit to us when we were like, we're going to lock ourselves in a house for a weekend, we're going to drink a bottle of whiskey and we're going to fucking sort everything out and we're going to sort out the world. But it... It doesn't work like that. Like yeah, it, there, exactly. that was over completely overreacting. Yeah, for sure. We were in Doc Bash Labs, weren't we? And we went for a yeah. cup of coffee, and then we were all like trying to work out, like getting down to your house, to the girl, isn't it? Yeah, and all that stuff. Um, but then later that day, later that day, yeah, we later met. No, no, it was the next day. The we, next day, we went to meet Eamon and then met up together in yeah. the coffee shop. So we went to meet Eamon, who had broken his leg. Broken his leg. One and of the he people. couldn't meet us that day because he broke his leg, and then he couldn't meet us the time we arranged to re-meet him because he was in for surgery surgery or something like that. Poor bloke anyway, but we had an hour to kill and me and Charlie just decided to go to a Starbucks 
and mull things over and think things through. Literally just put it on paper and like, okay, what are we dealing with here? And I think it's, we're so lucky with the team we have that there's like six of us. So there's always someone who wasn't there who can think from kind of an arbitrary kind of third party kind of view on it. Yeah, and sure. we kind of had that because we then started bouncing off each other. And we were kind of like, one of the things that Ronan said, which stuck with me, which was so funny, was like, this angel investor, of course he'd invest if you had 10,000 users on your platform. Like anyone would, like an idiot would, who has no idea about the industry because it's incredibly hard to get 10,000 users on board. So taking that as a huge criticism is was kind of a bit backward because yeah, yeah, exactly. we had quite a good strategy on how we were going to nail down everything. We just, like we needed just to partner up with someone effectively. We needed some clever way to piggyback on other people's panels effectively is what they're called in market research. Yeah. But nothing changed in what we were developing. Nothing changed in what our vision was. But for some reason, it, it left a sour taste in, like, especially Brian and I think Brian's mouth because he was kind of like, oh, fuck, we need to be completely different in order to get users. But it's not really the case. Like, what I think we were putting a lot of attention on was the user retention and what you and Brandon were talking about in the gamification. Is, yeah, exactly. But I, I still think it's more important. For sure, yeah. Um, like, so me and Charlie went for that meeting being like, okay, here, like, we've missed this meeting, he's in surgery, let's get a cup of coffee and try and work all this out. And about 20 minutes in, we were like, actually, we're okay, we just need to partner with somebody. And then we started just listing, Charlie already had a list going, and we yeah. just started working out who can we partner with soon that's the right size for us, the right kind of market for us, that we can build something perfect just for them, mm. and then get off the ground like that, and then use that to build our user base, and then get on to more yeah. established clients. There's that idea for the MVP that you just tailor one product to one client and just nail it for that one person and then try and nail it for the second and the third and you just instead of focusing on like shit we need 50,000 users and P&G and Perno Ricard to have us on like you don't just go from zero to 100 you need to go and nail that first client and first customer so we kind of we did we set out the smallest the medium size and the big and we said the different all the different routes we could take whether we would try and get into big companies and you do their employees, but then we are like, that's not really our target consumer. Then we are like, okay, well, what is our target consumer? And we're like, it's always been 18 to 35 year olds. Yeah. And one of the things we were still passionate about, was, or not passionate about, we were confident in, was just that we need to tap some way into someone with a consumer base or a following and try and prove to them that we can get them better analytics on those exact customers and they'll give us access to their panels. Exactly. So then a person we've been trying to nail in a meeting for quite a while with is, uh, person called Alan McGovern, who uh, is the managing director of iZest Marketing, so they're kind of e-commerce specialists, and um, he was incredibly busy, but eventually got him down half four on the Tuesday, I got absolutely pissed on in the rain on the way out there, I remember I was soaked arriving into the meeting, and I was like, this is just... Is that the one where somebody drove into a puddle? Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. guy in a Jeep and drove this, in this huge puddle and just covered me. Anyway, uh, your worst nightmare, pathetic fallacy, I was like, there's no way this meeting's going well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was waiting for it for so many weeks as well, so I was like, there's no way it's going well. But we went in, and she just, what a bloke. Like, the people are just so sound. Like, we went in, and he came in, obviously, it was at half four, he'd probably been in there for the eight hours previous, and he rocks down, gets his laptop, and we sat there for an hour and 40 minutes, went through the deck, he listened to our video, and then we just spitballed ideas. And he was, when you come to someone with an idea like this, they come out, immediately their brain starts firing, these sort of intelligent people. And he just kept firing ideas, like, we need to get in touch with Primark, oh, Pippa would take this on, like, all these different brands, like, kind of medium size, but all with huge Instagram followings. And they were like, they would absolutely use this, they're desperate for data, this solution is perfect. And then... 
that's when you realize, oh, another meeting can just prop up your ego again. Yeah, exactly. Like we've had so many of those ups and downs. Like we'll come out of a meeting and be completely buzzed, so excited to get working on this. Like we all just run back to the classrooms or whatever it is and just start cracking for the next like four or five hours. Even if like the meeting was at five o'clock, we'll go back to the classrooms, work until 10 and then go for a few beers. And I think what we really need to work on is the low meetings mm-hmm. to still get that buzz, to get yeah. that. That's really good feedback. We need to work really hard to get mm-hmm. back to where we think we want to be. Yeah, because your path doesn't change. You just you need to let these meetings just like kind of guide you in the right direction. Because our vision hasn't changed. Although no. our product is changing all the time, we'll get later into the dev side and how that's constantly changing and everything. But our vision has to stay the same. Like the six, like the six of us are like we are getting this company off the ground no matter what. So those meetings, we we do need to kind of work on just being like, all right, guys, that was a, like a hit, but we need to get out of that hole. And with six problem-solving minds, which we hope to have, surely that should be the way. So that meeting with Adam was really good. Gave us some really good leads. He effectively said, get me that video. I'll get the meetings with um, certain brands that we are trying to set ourselves up with. And effectively, like you tailor it to these brands and they will launch it to their consumer base. One of the brands like has like over 7 million followers on Instagram and generates about 8 billion a year. So like their consumer base is there. So he was just saying like you tailor a solution just to them you get their consumer base onto the app maybe with a few other test pilot runs when smaller brands and and then you slowly switch over to the survey platform whereby it's an open user base and they get multiple surveys a week but you need to start by nailing that one client and i think that was huge for us because it was like we're piggybacking on a hugely successful company but we're getting we're we're adding instant value is what we're trying to do exactly and up to this point i all of the ways that I could see and that we were talking about of building that user base, I just kept thinking we're so high risk. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's in, essentially, as Bomb always says, we're trying to build a two-sided network. Yeah. So, like, we need users who are willing to fill out surveys in order to attract clients. We need clients who are pushing surveys in order to attract users. And the ways we were talking about doing that were, like, pumping lots of money into it. Mm-hmm. Like, things that, pumping lots of money in and it being high risk, like, they weren't the way to go and I was trying to work out a way and couldn't think of a way to do it yeah. but this is but no, knowing your stories I I know the Airbnb story back from because I'm just interested in listening to these sort of entrepreneurial stories and you may think they're kind of spooked by reading these books or listening to podcasts all the time but in my head I had Airbnb was a platform and probably people listening to this are probably going to laugh because like oh everyone wants to be the next Airbnb but I didn't want to be the next Airbnb I just wanted to follow a process that worked yeah. and multiple processes that worked and the Airbnb process was that okay they piggybacked on Craigslist. They said, look, we need homeowners. We need people who are trying to get into homes. So they started advertising via Craigslist and then gradually moved people over to Airbnb. There's no way you can just launch and have a two-sided platform. It doesn't work like that. So mirroring off Airbnb and when Alan was talking to me, I was thinking, yes, like this is the way. And like this way might change in a few weeks. Oh, but yeah. now we have a, a clear guide. Okay, if we can nail it for... Uh, three medium-sized fashion and beauty brands, nail down a pilot for them, get a beta for them, develop something tailored to them, then we go to a big company like the Cokes or whatever it is, and you say, this is our pilot, we will tailor this completely to you if you launch it to your consumer base, and then you slowly move out. And that's now even much clearer, route. And that slowly moving out isn't dropping those early brands. Yeah. Like, in those early brands get massive value out of that because all of a sudden they go from just being able to push to their consumer base to being able to push to... A consumer base that's similar to theirs like mm. similar people who would want their products who haven't heard of their products and all of a sudden if it's an instagram brand that sells makeup they can't just push to their ten thousand followers they can push to 
you know, 100,000 18 to 30 year old people. Yeah, so we just need to keep backing our value. Yeah, so that was really good. That kind of brought us back on track. And then, so the lads were very, when I came back and I was kind of like, look, Alan wants this prototype as soon as he can. It's like, you get that fire in your head. You're like, let's get this, let's get oh, this together. Sure, we yeah. work every day. We're going to get this prototype out. We're going to test it and blah, blah, blah. And we had the opportunity to test it today. So, yeah. So yesterday, what did we do yesterday with Launchbox? We were doing something. We went to a talk or something. There was some talk. <laughs> people are constantly saying, when you're building a product, just get it into people's hands as early as possible and as often as possible. And we, as a development team, we had that mindset, but we weren't actually doing it. And I was like, all right, That's fuck this, Josh. Tomorrow, we're getting it into the hands of everyone in Launchbox. Everyone in Launchbox is going to try our CRM, and if it falls in its face, it falls in its face. It doesn't matter. We just need to get it in people's hands and get feedback. And one thing came out of that that we didn't realize was going to happen, but was extremely valuable to us to happen <coughs> in this space of time because otherwise it would have been a month from now and we would have realized. Yeah. Essentially, we create surveys through the CRM. That's what me and Josh have been building for the last couple of weeks. And we were using this uh, plug-in survey creator that this group of people have made called SurveyJS. And it looks really good. And for certain applications, I'm sure it's great. We had it inbuilt into our application and it fell to pieces. There was bugs. People didn't understand how to use it. It just wasn't working. Like 80% of the feedback, the negative feedback we got was about that one thing. The rest of what we had built was fine. And we realized like we just need to drop this and build it ourselves. The famous scratch. saying, fail fast, fail cheap. We exactly. did that. And like, yeah. you're so right. Just that initiative to be like, fuck it, let's fail is going to probably cost us two weeks. And if you're talking about it, uh, the rate at which we're going at two weeks is insanely valuable. Yeah. Like if you think what we can get done in a day, how you guys do your stories and how you do your to-do lists like a day of these guys time is huge of anyone on the team's time but i think that initiative from ronan is probably going to save us like two weeks you know it could easily yeah. save us two well weeks, i think we, is, we weren't going to get into people's hands for another three or four weeks this literally year. Like, the and, first people could have got it into could have been pippo o'connor exactly. and you're like if we go into a meeting with pippo o'connor and then she tries to use it like that it's just game over it's game like, over and then in, it so like it's so volatile yeah and um, our app like our crm wasn't ready just to be clear for anybody who's building anything our crm wasn't ready like it was going to fall over me and josh like went no, yeah. balls to the wall for the last like 20 hours to get to this point yeah. in order to get it just ready so that we could test something with it yeah. you know what i mean and we were just like fuck it let's do it and mm. yeah. but by trying to find like smaller books you found like it was the overall exactly you know so you never really know what you're going to find and like we've with that we launched kind of so what we what today was is within launchbox within the accelerator ring we had to do this bring your own launchbox thing it's like a thing they do whereby all the teams come together and one team centers up a discussion which is interactive and it's basically constructed so that you can get feedback of real people like it yeah. effectively forces people to test their product yeah. and we were first up i remember allison asked us to be first up because we had we possibly had something to test whereas some of the other companies are quite earlier on um so we let it and it was good and we got some really good feedback about the video and our branding and small tweaks and uh which is really good because we're creating this two minute video that we can send to clients now which will hopefully get us the meeting which gets us in touch which hopefully allows us to begin building a solution for them because that's exactly what exactly. we want to do finding that partner that first partner is what that video is about yeah so the plan for the next week until we unleash max manning into this podcast <laughs> uh so this could be the last episode yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now when he and max will be in i, I assume a uh, bomb next week but the plan for the next week what are you guys up to so now that we know we're scrapping that plug-in survey creator 
our sprint finishes on Monday. Our sprints are essentially a two-week block of work and development, so we take it in two-week chunks and we have a goal for the end of that two-week chunk. Me and Josh have just today planned out how our survey creator that we're making is going to work. And the goal, I'd say, for even a week from now is to have that up and running with at least the basic questions we want to be supported. It's going to be tough, but I think the two of us are really excited to go hell for leather into it yeah. and get it built. So that's our plan. Yeah, we have, um, on our side, like we're constantly just improving the deck and the video, but we're actually at a pretty exciting stage now where the improvement of it is getting to a point where we're like ready to sit down and I kind of, it may be overconfidence, but I back myself in a meeting with anyone to sell this. I would back my, because I just know it inside out now, like we've been caught out with questions before with user acquisition, with gamification, but we're constantly improving. But after sitting with a guy with 30 years marketing and e-commerce experience and not really being pulled out, yeah, has kind of backed us in, in meetings. And I'll say it again, meet as many people as you can. Like we're just constantly trying to meet people. So next week, I think, we're meeting a person called Nilo Sullivan, who has bought and sold six companies, his last one for like 30 million. So it doesn't matter if he's not in the industry, that guy knows how to set up an exit, which is just invaluable. Um, we are meet, hopefully get back in touch with Alan because he's trying to set up meetings with a few of the big health, fashion and beauty brands because he told us that they are the most data-driven and kind of data-elastic uh, industries whereby they like completely operate their decision-making under the influence of their consumers so like it's perfect for us uh, that was kind of jargony but yeah it's that idea that they are most reactive to uh, their consumers hopefully get in front of some of those brands and then a big one is going to be Lorraine Butler uh, yeah, she is the huge. managing director of CPM which I think is Ireland's biggest market research firm yeah or marketing like they're in that space and they're the biggest and apparently she's just like brains upon brains and just a legend so that's going to be a scary meeting similar to the Ray Nolan style but Hopefully try and get in front of her, uh, which is going to be industry experience. Uh, line up a few more meetings. Make sure our video is going to be slick. Like our video is getting there. Bomb is putting in serious shifts and we're just ironing the script and we're going to get the deck. Like on our side, like we're, re we're ready to just get this and constantly reiterate in the market to make sure we're valuable. Because, actually, sorry, adding to that which we've been doing, one thing we're going to nail down is the metrics far more over the next week. Yeah, we're going to nail down the metrics of actually if we go for user acquisition, how much it's going to cost, how much the industry is worth. We need to get that a bit better because we noticed chatting to someone in Enterprise Ireland today um, that our metrics need to be stronger. Uh, yeah. The actual being able to just rattle off the points uh, is really important. So uh, yeah, that's our plan for the next week. Uh, yeah. We're really excited. We're on much more like positive buzz at the moment. Uh, and I think we've a pretty heavy week. Like we had a few interruptions yeah, last week, but now we've seven days where or eight days where I think straight we're all in Dublin and we're all kind of yeah exactly putting in a lot of work. So um, yeah, buzzing. And we will catch you next week. Or me and Ronald will probably be in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one. And remember, this is why we didn't get into Google.